Welcome back, boys and girls. Thank you for joining me at Gathering Strength Podcast, episode 36. DJ Khaled, hit him with another one. Today, what am I going to be talking about? Am I going to be talking about the 15% that I saved on a 15-minute phone call by calling Geico? No. Am I going to be talking about how an air purifier can remove 98.9% of all air pollutants? While helpful and beneficial, no, I'm not going to be talking about that. I'm going to be talking about none other than the one, the only, Marcus Aurelius. Now, I already hear you asking, what's the significance of learning about Marcus Aurelius? Well, one, he was a Roman emperor. Show some respect. Put some respect on his name. Come on. He was a Roman emperor, a Roman king, one of the most powerful and prominent people in the entire world at his, at his time when he was alive, over almost 2,000 years ago. And it turns out that he kept a, a journal. And his journal was not filled with the daily deeds. He was not, you know, writing about, Dear Diary, my mom is so mad. Today I I ate chicken. Tomorrow I will go to the park. You know what he was writing in his journal? Philosophy. He was writing about love, life, death. He was talking about patience, greediness. He was talking about values, virtues. He was talking about how hard it is to get out of bed. He was talking about all the things way back then that are still relevant to today. And because he was writing it in his own personal journal, it's not like he was writing a book. Just imagine him burning the the midnight oil with this quilled feathered pin and he is just pouring out the thoughts and the impressions of his heart and his spirit into his personal journal. It wasn't even meant for to be publicated or publicized. It wasn't meant to be in a book form. I don't know exactly how people got their hands on it, but obviously someone got their hands on it, kept it in in good keeping. It was transcribed and then just passed out, passed down through generation, through generation, over and over, until it finally landed in my hands. And I forget who or how this book was recommended to me. I think I was trying to find my why. I was searching for a why, and some of these YouTube videos were talking about Marcus Aurelius. And Ryan Holiday, one of my favorite authors, he's a big-time writer about... Um, the virtues of philosophy. Um, he, he speaks a lot about Seneca, uh, Socrates, Mar- and Marcus Aurelius. So I purchased Marcus Aurelius's book and I read through it, or his journal. I read that man's journal, his dear diary, and the title of his book is called Meditations. And I found it thoroughly fascinating. It was mind-blowing, a lot of it. Once again, this is, this is like the first time when I was reading something and I was comprehending it on another level that was 
relative with time. I thought to myself when I was reading it, I'm like, man, how come this feels like it was written today? How can that be? How can it be that Marcus Aurelius was writing about his struggles, but his struggles are my struggles? What does that mean? So that put me on a path and a process to hey, figure it out a little bit. What does that mean? That's, that's what I was presented with. How can that be? How can it be that a Roman emperor king who lived 2,000 years ago is writing about the stuff that is relevant to me today? To today? Mind-blowing. And if you don't find that interesting, or at least interest, if you don't find that interesting, and if that doesn't provoke some thoughts, well, you know, you've probably been watching too much Foos Gone Wild on Instagram. So today I'm going to be talking about some excerpts, some quotes, some insight from your boy, Marcus Aurelius. Once again, his words are eternal. His words are applicable not only to me, but to people in the future, despite their age, despite their education level, despite their wealth, where they're at in life. We can all read these words, ingest them, reflect upon them, and see how they apply to us. So buckle up, put on your boots. I have an Uber coming for you. Because you're going to come to my house and we're going to have a journey right now. We have all heard that there are two sides to each story. And that you don't always believe what you hear. You don't always believe what you see. Because even what you see with your own eyes, that's not reality. That is exactly why a witness in court... That is not absolute. Just because you have a witness saying that you they saw you doing something, that doesn't fly. Because our eyes can deceive us. And what we hear is not always facts. So, Marcus Aurelius said over 2,000 years ago, Everything we hear is an opinion, not a fact. Everything we see is a perspective, not the truth. So everything. So how can it be that everything we hear is a opinion? Unless it's you know obviously scientific fact. One plus one is two. You know there's probably some people out there who will argue that, and we'll leave them to argue amongst themselves on that equation. But everything else, everything we hear is a opinion. Now if I learn of a story, or if, if I engage in a certain type of experience. My experience of the situation is not reality. My experience of the situation is going to be filtered through the biases that I already have, the judgments that I already have, and all of the other things that make me who I am, the filter that I'm going to run that experience through, the Reuben filter, that is going to focus much more on some things and completely forget about other things. So just because I see it and I hear it doesn't mean that it's reality. 
and everything that you see with your own eyes, hey, you could have a whole nother perspective if you were standing 20 feet in, you know, to the left or to the right. So that can lead you down a confusing road because then you're like, man, I don't know what's real. But Marcus Aurelius, I don't think that that is his intention to confuse you. It is just he wants you to be aware that, hey, there are some blindness, some blind corners, some blind spots that we have in our consciousness. And we need to work so that we can obtain a clearer picture of experiences, circumstances, so that we can gather a more resolute image of what reality is. So hey, thanks Marcus Aurelius for opening opening me up to, to that potential blind spot. In one of his excerpts, one of his journal entries, Marcus Aurelius writes, It is not death that a man should fear, but he should fear never beginning to live. Now that one can be confusing for some people who think that they are alive. Sure, you are alive, you are conscious, you are awake, you are aware. Similar to how a houseplant is alive. And I'm sure the houseplant has its own little in internal consciousness. You know, those cells are alive. They're moving back and forth. They're transferring nutrients and water from the roots up into the leaves and the plants or the, the, the stalks. So that plant has its own consciousness. But even though it's living, it is fulfilling its potential. But you as a human, are you fulfilling your potential? You have those seeds of greatness within you. But because you are fearful of being scrutinized, you are fearful of failing, you are fearful of identifying what it is that you want because once you do identify what you want and then you don't move in accordance to gain what you want and now you are cowering. So, hey, when you identify what it is that, that you want, you have the potential to fail to get it. And then now, because you're not even trying, now you're a coward for not even trying. So we're going to be left with two outcomes. We're either going to become a failure to act on something that we want or become a coward and not even try. And when we're presented with those two things and we don't want to fill either of those, now we enter into numbing because I don't want to feel the pain that it feels to fail and I don't want to feel like it feels to be a coward. So I'm just, I'm not going to rise. I'm not going to fail. I'm just going to stay status quo, never having any peaks or valleys. And now that is what Marcus Aurelius means by it is not death that a man should fear, but he should fear having never beginning to live. When you don't try, when you don't try to step out to create your masterpieces in whatever realm that is because you're scared of judgment of others or you're scared of failing, according to Marcus Aurelius and others, you should fear that more than death. Wow. Powerful stuff. So next time when you are faced with 
identifying something that you want, a high goal, and you have the potential to try. Marcus Aurelius says that if you don't try, he equates that to have never begin. He he equates that to uh, never beginning to live, and you should fear that more than death. Marcus Aurelius also says if you can endure it, endure it, and if you can't, then hey, then that's going to be the end of you, and you should take that on the chin like a man too. In regards to truth, Marcus Aurelius writes, If someone is able to show me that what I think or do is not right, I will happily change, for I seek the truth, by which no one was ever truly harmed. It is the person who continues in the self-deception and ignorance who is harmed. Now, I have told plenty of lies in my life. I've lied to authorities, my mom, pretty much anyone who has been in in uh, um, authority over me. I've lied to them all. And, you know, not anymore these days because I've learned to, you know, not do things that would get me in trouble. But the worst lies that I have ever told have been to myself. And according to Marcus Aurelius, it is the person who continues in a self-deception and ignorance who is harmed. Now, self-deception, that means you're lying to yourself. You can lie to everybody, but you cannot lie to yourself. Mm-mm-mm. Now, some of the things that I've lied to myself about is, hey, this is going to be my last hit. This is going to be my last drink. This is going to be the last time that I do that self-sabotaging habit. You know, I, I have it under control. I have this thing in control. It doesn't have me. But hey, that was that's a form of self-deception. Big time. So the worst lies that we tell ourselves are the ones that we tell ourselves. Ask yourself, and, and you know what? No one will ever know. No one will ever know any of these lies that we tell ourselves other than ourselves. And to live with that, that twist and bend of reality, according to Jordan Peterson, he says that you can only bend and twist, twist reality so far until it snaps back and slaps you in the face like an elastic ruler. And the pain of that snapback of reality that he uh, compares to a ruler being slapped in the face with a ruler being bent back so far, that pain, that pain is a, is supposed to, that uh, pain is a nature's way to inform you on how to remember. So, hey, if we don't want this pain to happen anymore, we need to analyze where the pain came from. In this case, it was lying to ourselves and reality snapped us back in the face and now we are in pain. So pain is nature's way of helping us to remember. Now this last journal entry that he writes, once again, this is his journal and he's speaking to himself. I discovered this this entry and it resonated with me because um, a lot of us, we all have trouble 
getting out of bed. Our beds are warm, they're comfortable, especially on our days off when we can justify, hey, I want to sleep in a little bit. But here we have Marcus Aurelius, the Roman emperor, the most powerful man on the planet at his time, and he writes a journal entry in regards to this. And once again, written over 2,000 years ago, how can it pertain to me, a man in the future? Not only is it going to pertain to me, and this is something that I want to harp on, not only does it pertain to me, but it is going to pertain to every single person who has ever lived at any point in time. So let's keep that aspect in our minds. And you, whoever you are, this is going to pertain to you too. This is why I'm sharing it. Because a lot of people don't know this stuff. I ask them, hey, you ever heard of this guy? You ever heard of that guy? And you ever heard of this guy? And the answer is always no. Like, what the hell? What are you learning at? Get off the foos gone wild. Get off the, the, the TikTok and start diving into some Marcus Aurelius. So the journal entry. Marcus Aurelius writes, At dawn, when you have trouble getting out of bed, tell yourself, I have to go to work. As a human being, I have to go to work. What do I have to complain of? If I'm going to do what I was born for, the things I was brought into this world to do? Or is it this what I am created for? To huddle under the blankets and stay warm. So you were born to feel nice? Question mark. Instead of doing things and experiencing them? Question mark. Don't you see the plants, the birds, the ants, and the spiders and bees going about their individual task, putting the world in order as best they can? And you're not willing to do your job as a human being? Why aren't you running to do what your nature demands? You don't love yourself enough, or you would love your nature too, and what it demands of you. Is that fire or what? I would encourage you to uh, go online and try to search out this quote for yourself so you can see it with your own eyes and you can take the time to really read over it and internalize it because it is very poetic. And I have I have spent some time with this excerpt and I find it I find it beautiful. That a Roman emperor once again writing in his own journal speaking to no one but himself. Like I said this this writing is wasn't meant for publication. Um to break some of this stuff or some of his words down. He says, at dawn, when you have trouble getting out of bed. Once again, that is a human condition, right? We all have trouble getting out of bed. Marcus Aurelius offers a solution for that. The Roman king says, tell yourself, I have to go to work as a human being. Hey, these aren't my words. This is Marcus Aurelius, the most powerful on man. This is his words. He says, tell yourself, I have to go to work as a human being. What do I have to complain of? 
if I'm going to do what I was born for. You know, humans, we're born to create. We're born to provide. We're born to produce. We're not born to take away. We're not born to be a hindrance. We're not born to be a plight. We're born to be a light on the world. We're born to push, to pull. We're born to contribute. And that is what we're all born for. Uh, Marcus Grelius says, you're born um, the things that I was brought in the world to do. And then he poses the question, or is this what I was created for? To huddle under the blankets and stay warm. So the next time when you hit that snooze button and you huddle under the blankets to stay warm, just know that a Roman emperor king who lived thousands of years ago, who did not have all of the luxuries that you had, who could have appointed all of the people working underneath him to go out and do his job, his work, his duties, and as a Roman emperor king, that's a big duty. He could have appointed all of the people underneath him to go out and do those. But Marcus Aurelius wrote in his journal to himself, Is this what I was born to do? To stay under the blankets and stay warm? Is that what you're born to do? It might feel good, but is that what you were born to do? To stay under the blankets and stay warm. He goes on to say, So you were born to feel nice. Ooh, like when you're under the blankets, this feels nice. And Marcus Aurelius, he's, he's writing once again to himself. You were born to feel nice? Question mark. Instead of doing things and experiencing them? And then he compares our human nature to the nature of plants, birds, ants, spiders, and bees. All going about and doing their individual task. And all of those creatures that he just mentioned, they all put their world in order as best they can. Birds and bees, yeah, sure, they rest. They rest when their nature calls for it. And then they go to work and produce and provide and contribute as their nature calls for it. But it is the human, we go against our nature by staying under the blankets to stay warm. When we have work to do, there's always something to do. We all have coarse edges. We just need to get some sandpaper and continue to sand those things until they're smooth like a baby's buttocks. He continues. He compares our nature to the plants, the birds, the ants, the spiders, and the bees. And he says, Are you not willing to do your job as a human being? Pathetic, right? That, that is the intent, the sentiment the emotion that I feel him writing, he is convicting himself. Saying that, man, these creatures, they do what they were built to do. And me as a human being, I'm not willing to do that. He says, why are you running to do, or why aren't you running to do what your nature demands? And that's the same question that I ask myself. And that's the same question that I want you to ask yourself. 
That was a question that a Roman emperor asked himself 2,000 years ago, and that fired him up to get him out of bed. And I'm sure it'll fire you up to get you out of bed to go and do the things that you need to do. According to Marcus Aurelius, those people that huddle under the blankets and stay warm and do not run to do what nature demands of them, according to him, you don't love yourself enough or you love your nature too and what it demands of you. So we all have a a nature, we all have our world that needs to be put together, that needs to be structured more, it needs to be honed and and filed down and worked out and polished because we are never done. Marcus Aurelius writes in another entry, Nature set a limit on sleep, as it did on eating and drinking, and you are over the limit, but not of working. There, you are still below your quota. He continues to write, you don't love yourself enough, or you would love your nature too and what it demands of you. People who love what they do wear themselves down doing it. They even forget to wash and eat. And you know what? When you forget to wash and eat, you are in the flow state. There was a time when I first purchased my house and it was a fixer-upper and I had all these things to do and I would come home after work and I would get into a flow state of, you know, painting painting these doors and these trims and I would just not stop and I ended up losing a bunch of weight because uh, I, I would, I would f- forget to eat. I just would not want to stop. Hey, you know what? I'm sure Marcus Aurelius, he's giving me a tip of the cap right there. He's like, hey, good job. Your nature demanded that you have some projects to be done and you skipped out on washing and eating. I ended up taking a shower that night because that's just that's just me. But I forgot to eat. But I like the first part where he says that nature set a limit on sleep. And then he continues, as it did on eating and drinking. And he says, and you are over your limit. You're over your limit on eating and drinking. He, he pretty much called you fat. Fat and lazy. And he says, but you're not over your quota on working. You are still below your quota, so get to work. Martin, that's not my words. I didn't say that, people. This is Marcus Aurelius. He's saying you're fat, you're lazy, and you still have more work to do. Wait, which is the majority of us. Hey, me too. I still have work to do. There are many ways to do many many things i know that's a vague a vague statement but i'm just thinking off the top of my head there are many many ways to talk about what uh, what a good man is what a, you know what a good person is what a good person should or shouldn't do people will argue about that all day every day and i'm going to end this episode with this simple quote by Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius wrote, Waste no more time arguing what a good man should be. Be one.
very eloquently put, he's like, like don't don't even worry about arguing what a good man sh- should be. Just go out and be one. Another quote, you know, I, I told you that that was going to be the last one, but this quote is going to piggyback on this one. So Marcus Aurelius said, waste no more time arguing what a good man should be, be one. And then he goes on to say, you could be good today, but instead you choose tomorrow. And I'll end it with that one. Once again, you could be good today, but instead you choose tomorrow. So why? Why when we have the opportunity to be good today, we no longer need to argue about what a good man is. We can be one. And we can be one today, but instead we choose tomorrow. So my prayer for not only you or whoever's listening, but for myself is that I have the strength and the fortitude and the resilience and the insight and the wisdom to be a good man today. Not tomorrow, not the next day, today. Many times I will fall short of my own standard and definition of what it means to be a good man. But success is falling down nine times and standing up ten times. One step forward or one one step backwards, two steps forward. So you could be a good day today. I'm rooting for you. Don't choose tomorrow. Learn about Marcus Aurelius. And this is something that I hope to continue is exposing people who would not normally be exposed to historical figures like this and the impacts that they have, not only when they were alive, but it continues to ring. The bells that they rung 2,000 years ago are still ringing today, and we can still hear them. Until next time, thank you for listening. It's onward. Always onward.